Welcome to the bonus episode, first bonus episode of Light the Sky podcast, the only podcast uh, of four opinions, and uh, we're going through a, a single artist this time. Usually we do discographies. We do a uh, an artist that uh, transcends generations, that literally lit up the sky for millions of people um, back in the day, and uh, now we're just taking a break from that. We're in between shows, we're in between artists, so I thought we'd uh, uh, shift gears a little bit, and each one of us will pick an album, and uh, Kevin was the first one to pick an album for the group. Uh, really no no uh, restrictions on the album other than it has to be something with musical merit, something interesting, something uh, that wants to uh, make me listen to it and listen to more and expand my musical palette. So that's what we're doing here. And uh, Kevin, you started with The Night Game uh, and their self-titled album released 2018. Tell us why you picked that. Sure. Um, so I got into this band because Alex sent me this song. He's like, hey, check out this song by this new band. And it was The Outfield, which we'll, we'll be getting into that song coming up in a second. Um, and and it, was, it was solid. And it got stuck in my head. And I was like, wow, this is great. I want to hear more. And they released a couple more singles and then eventually an album. Uh, we went and saw them. Great live band. Very happy with their performance. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty easy to get into, honestly. And the reason why I picked this one is for some of the reasons you said, Mark, was that you wanted to expand your musical palette. I know Alex and I had known this band, but they're relatively new. So I might introduce them to both Chris and Mark. And I think they strike this balance between kind of a modern pop sensibility and some of the older sounds. You'll hear a lot of JC120 on this album. You'll hear some drum machines. You'll hear live drums. You, you, you get a nice mixture. And I thought that it would pull us out of the kind of strictly 70s, 80s, mostly that Van Halen was into kind of a different time with callbacks here and there, but something that's totally different from Van Halen. It, it, it's several steps away to keeping us out of that hard rock vein. Sure, I get it. We could all use a little break from Van Halen after slogging through uh, the highs and the lows. Um, and there were, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. So if you haven't taken a listen to that, definitely check it out. But uh, let's just go down the roll real quick. Uh, just give me a number. Don't say anything more than a number. What do you give it, Chris? Uh, I'll give it a, uh, a strong seven. Uh, I love side one a lot. Like the first, like, yeah, five songs on here are just really killer. And I've been sure. even outside of actually doing the, just like kind of really paying attention, just doing research for the podcast. Yeah. I was listening to a lot of those. Yeah. A lot of those first couple, cause it's yeah, again, just very catchy melodies, uh, which we'll wait till we get to the, uh, the in-depth discussion. But, uh, yeah, uh, I like it enough. Yeah. I'll give it a passing grade with a seven. Alex. 
Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give this a strong 8.5. I had been following Martin, who is the singer and pretty much the the sole person behind this project. His old band, uh, Boys Like Girls, which was sort of a pop-punk band that I was pretty pretty into back in those times where it was acceptable for <laughs> somebody like me to be into that stuff, which was, I don't know, maybe like 2008 or nine, kind of in the middle of high school. So I followed him a lot. And I remember I found this band through John Mayer, actually. John Mayer had just made a post about uh, the first song on this album called The Outfield, and I listened to it. And usually with John Mayer, uh, I feel like he only shares stuff if he really backs it. So I'm like, okay, this has got to be pretty special. So I checked it out, and it sounded like the 1975, and it sounded very 80s, and I got a lot of Sting vibes from it. And then I realized that it was Martin from Boys Like Girls, and I'm like, holy crap, this is that guy that I used to like dig his band back in high school. And I saw them every single time they came to Chicago. And yeah, I followed this band a lot, especially... Because they would, they did this thing where they were just releasing singles like over a couple years, and finally the album came out. So I was, I would watch live videos of these songs and just imagine like what the studio versions were going to be. And some of the studio versions aren't as good, in my opinion, as as they were live from what I remember. But there's really not much I would leave off this record uh, at all. I found it hard. So yeah, this is a strong eight point five. I think it's amazing. Sure. I'll take the next one. Um, you know, being that I've never heard of this band, never heard of the story. This, this album is completely fresh to me. Um, you know, I, I, I'd probably have to go 6.5. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there's the um, the virtuosity that I look for in a band um, that it, it doesn't really seem to poke through uh, enough for me. Um, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's good singer songwriter stuff. I just don't know if it really seems to me more to expand ever beyond a solo album with a couple of guest appearances, really nothing abrasive about this outside of maybe one or two tracks. Um, I do appreciate some of the more experimental directions at some point. So mm. when we get to that, I'll definitely point it out. Um, but yeah, I'll give it a 6.5 from me. And, uh, Kevin, since you kind of explained your background of this i don't think you need to say much more but just give us a number just for the record uh i'm gonna give the this a 7.5 okay and with that let's get started uh just a quick note since this is our first uh, our first bonus episode um that is a little bit different format it's a little bit more condensed uh for those of you who are um you know looking for shorter episodes and not spending three hours uh dissecting balance <laughs> and ballot and the bullet and, and all that uh wonderful oh, wonderful music uh that i'm uh, proud to have stuck around for um but the uh <laughs> format of this episode is basically a uh hybrid of love it and love it or flush it and the track by track so we'll just go track by track we have four minutes for each track uh buzzer goes off we're done discussing and then we go down the line love it or flush it and that's the episode so let's get started Left me with out in the cold I know you try so hard to be so hard again But I can hear the way you talk under your breath I won't love, I won't love I can't avoid 
syncopation and those those drumming uh, uh that that drum track it really kind of just it's always on top of the beat you know i gotta throw it uh, some appreciation there uh for for that yeah um i i totally understand that i feel like the drums in general i like the way they they don't come in right away it, yeah. it, you let the song simmer a little bit um i i really like the way that it, it kind of opens the album in in a way that encapsulates what you're going to be getting in the album. Yeah, and I see Alex air drumming as soon as those come in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny that it's it's kind of funny that this song is called uh, the Outfield because I'm getting real Outfield vibes as far as the band. It just has that real melodic and kind of uh, just thinking. I know they were kind of a one hit wonder, but if you listen oh, to that, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. No, I know, I know you love because I know you have a shirt that, of the Outfield. I know you love that band, but <laughs> yes, uh, and shirt. I love that's. that's that's one of my favorite songs in general. I yeah, I mean they're yeah, the one big hit. Um, feel your love, uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, it's yeah. This is a great yeah melodic yeah '80s vibe. Uh, I also kind of get a little bit in the in the vocal style, a little M83 too. I don't know if you guys caught that. Hmm. Um, uh, I hear a lot of Saint kinda, Lucia. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a name yeah. I haven't heard in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, but yeah, just another very warm and fuzzies song. There's going to be a lot of those, especially the first five or six songs here. Ready, uh, pulling out a warm blanket. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Just, again, because yeah, this is an album that I, or just an artist I was not aware of. A lot of it, uh, again, the focusing a lot on the music just really jumped out at me. Uh, not so much the yeah the lyrical content, but I just love the yeah just the the vibe yeah of the of the um, uh, musical structure is just great here, um, mm-hmm. as you'll see throughout the rest of the record. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, I don't know, uh, yeah, Alex, if you want to jump in. I know this is uh, your... <laughs> sure, yeah. So this yeah. was the first song that he put out. This was the one that, like I said, John Mayer put up on his Instagram. And he basically, I mean, Martin has been successful in the past, and he's written for you know artists, and he's collaborated with Taylor Swift. So he's like a well-known guy in the industry. But I just found it crazy... Uh, that he put this one song out and then his first show, um, I guess it's not first show because I think he did some local warm-up gigs in LA, but his first tour ever was opening for John Mayer and he got signed to Warner Brothers and he just has this one song out. And you hear this song and you're like, well, yeah, it kind of makes sense because this is like the hit of the summer. Like I, I couldn't share this song enough. I remember I was like sitting at work and this came on and it was probably like a rather rather slow, boring day and this came on and it's just it's such classic songwriting. It's like like you said, it does sound like the band The Outfield, which I'm a huge fan of, that those higher range vocals and right. it's just such a simple but classic song and everything works. I love the drums. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like it's like a lost single from the eighties. And this is the song where there's a lot of vocal melodies, especially in the verses that give me sting vibes. 
Um, a little bit, A little yeah. bit, like in more 80s sort of police when they started getting into like the synchronicity territory. There's just some right. melodies here and there, some some choices. So, yeah, I mean, what a song to put out first. And yeah, Kev, I think you're absolutely right. It it really shows what's to come in the rest of the record. So, awesome. Didn't, uh, yeah, didn't uh, Sting sing uh, backup vocals on Use Your Love? Wasn't that him in the uh, in the outfield uh, uh, with their one big hit? Yeah, did he? Didn't doesn't he sing the back? Uh, oh, I'm almost positive. Maybe I don't. I don't know about that. But we'll have to, we'll have to check that. I know there was something where he. I don't know if he knew the guys, but he. I think he sang on that on the big hit because it really. And again, again, it really adds. Yeah, to the vibe of the and overall feel of the song. Yeah. And you know uh, but, but you're missing? right. Yeah, no, I think yeah, you can you can kind of hear all of those elements here too. You know what I feel is missing in this song, and really, just, I guess an overall al- album comment. Um, I would love some really skilled bass player to pick up these tracks and just dig in. Yeah, some little would, movement here and there. You but. know what? What's interesting about that comment is that um, the the bass player live. I was blown away because he used a fretless almost all the time. And he had these so many tasty fills live that I feel like could have been included in the album and weren't. And it's kind of like, that's I think one of the reasons why the live show was so special is because, Oh, I was just watching the bass player the whole time. Where did, where did you guys see the, uh, see them? Uh, uh, a chop house in Chicago. Yeah. I I had seen them. His first show in Chicago, he played at the beat kitchen uh, smaller venue and i saw him there and then he played subterranean and then yeah he played chop house and i was at every show and it's just like i i tried to bring all my friends to it because i'm like you got to see this guy right <laughs> so yeah there you go yeah. the only other thing I was gonna say, the only other thing i was gonna say real quick is you guys had mentioned saint lucia and i know like you guys are big fans of that band and i'm pretty sure like they did a show out in la like night game ain't and St. Lucia, I'm like, holy crap, that would have been amazing. And that band, The Midnight, yes. that you guys like a lot too, pretty sure mm-hmm. did a remix of the song, so I don't know if you want to check that out at some point. They did, yes. Yeah. Okay. Alright. So Alex, it give flush. it to us. Yeah, love it or flush it. Oh, It'll is... be Alex, Kevin, Chris, and Mark. That's the order. Are, 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 we, doing, are we doing buys on this one? Yeah, buys and terminates. <laughs> one buy, okay, one well, terminate. Yeah, I mean, uh, this might be weird to say, but this has got, this has got to be a buy. I mean... Like this is the one that wow. you want to, you, yeah. I mean, this is the, this is the big hit on the single, and this is the one that if you're gonna hook anybody into this band, it's like I think this is the one you gotta pick. I mean, there's some other songs on the record that are like amazing that I love, but yeah. I, I'm I'm playing it safe here, and like this is kind of the obvious <laughs> choice. I don't know. Yeah, Kevin, take it away. So I'm giving this a love. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah, yeah. Chris. Uh, yeah, I really yeah, giving it a love and saving my buy though. But yeah, this is a great. Uh, a great vibe in the tune yeah so gonna give it the love sure uh, it might be a little too simple for me i don't think it's uh i mean it's too well constructed of a pop song to flush certainly and i think i'd be in the minority if i did that anyway not that i care about such things uh but <laughs> i have to love it it's it's still too well written of a pop song sure all right let's move on then now that we got everything into uh bad girls don't cry Tell me bad girls don't cry So Bad Girls Don't Cry, this is a super fun song. Uh, it's just like the total party track. I think this was one of the first songs that he put out after the outfield. I don't know if it was the second 
single or not. I'd have to do some research. I'm just trying to go off of my memory here. But yeah, I, I think he put out a video for this, and this is just like a classic. Like I could see this being like a Michael Jackson type song or yeah. something like a Susudio, just sort of that like party Lionel Richie you know dancing on the ceiling type song and it's super fun so yeah this is uh this is an easy love for me i mean this this song is great uh so interesting i wasn't expecting this kind of song from this band after hearing the outfield honestly um but i feel like it brings a character to the album that the other songs don't have so i don't necessarily i'm not the biggest fan of the song i'm not gonna give away my love it or flush it yet but I feel like maybe the album would be missing something without it. Yeah, funny enough, there are moments on this record where it's like, okay, it's like 2020 pop, where it's got that, where it doesn't really bring in a lot of those more kind of retro feels that a lot of the kind of more unique songs on this album show, like the first uh, song. Uh, but uh, again, like Alex said, it gives, it's a great party vibe. It almost has like kind of like a Pharrell feel to it. I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's one of those like where it doesn't necessarily fit, but it's like, but it kind of like I was listening to it on the way home today and I was like, yeah, I might like this a lot more than I should. And it just has. Yeah, it's got that Michael Jackson vibe. I mean, I, I, I like the woos in it. I don't know why it, it's weird. I don't know if it's just the way that they he just throws it at you where it just kind of it kind of. Yeah, it's not a strikeout. Yeah, where it kind of it just hits the a bat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I appreciate yeah. them putting this in this slot too, the number two slot. Mm-hmm. Not not right. afraid to put it right up in your face. Because it, right. it is like yeah, so the beat starts from the very beginning. You get the woo, you know. Okay, you know we're moving here. We're dancing, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's got a real dance R and B kind of feel to it. Yeah, like in the kind of like the pre chord. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, okay, yeah. Kev, this is one yeah. that I wanted to kind of ask you about. Uh, you know, production wise, you being the uh, the engineer of the group here. One one thing I noticed right off the bat when I first heard this song was how forward the vocals were in the mix. I don't know if you noticed it's that, very, but they're yeah. like pushed way up forward and he's like right up on the mic and it's kind of a cool technique to hear it like that. And yeah, I mean, the bass is just super woofy and wide on it. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great production on this record. It's it's like a perfect blend, like you said, of those old kind of JC120 chorus tones and all yeah, old I, synth gear, but just with this modern production that works. Yeah, yeah, I love the I love some of the clean guitar on this record. Um, I don't know, Kev, if you can cue up uh, around a minute. I just love this part where you can kind of hear the clean guitar underneath the vocal. Just is really not neat. It's not yeah. the first time you see this on the record, but yeah, but you, I just love it here. Ooh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that there's a real Prince vibe right oh, yeah. there, kind of like in Kiss, where you got that kid, like that kind of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love the you hear you know going back to what Alex was talking about the production, um, uh, the alternating between the background vocals and the main vocals. There you get the main vocals that are right up in your face, mm-hmm. and the background vocals that are spaced out, you know, sonically to the left and right. So you get the bad girls, and mm-hmm. then. Don't get, it's it's a brilliant alteration there, right? Know, besides just the verses that are real close and up front, which works yeah. with the really tight dancey beat. Yeah. So for bad girls don't cry. Yeah. This is uh, this is an easy love for me. It's a super great party track. Uh, one of the first songs that was dropped, and I really liked it. And I love the video too. It's got a really cool vibe, like a darker 
dark vibe to it. So yeah, this is uh, like Kev said, it's a cool, cool track to put in the two spot. So yeah, this is an easy love for me. So Kev, what do you think? Uh, this is a tough one for me um, because uh, I don't love this track as much as I maybe did before, but I also couldn't see the album without it. So I'm going to give it, it a reluctant love. Ooh. Reluctant. All right. What's okay. Chris thinking? Yes. Um, I really like this song yeah, for whatever reason. It just, and for, for somebody like me, who's kind of, uh, isn't a, yeah, kind of, I'm uh, not a big fan as far as modern pop sensibilities. Uh, I should not have liked it based on the, on that specific detail, but I don't know, whatever it is, maybe it's that Prince vibe that it has mm-hmm. in that kind of our eighties R and B weird pop feel to it, that it kind of has, it makes you feel happy. It makes you put, it puts a big smile exactly. on your face. Like I was driving home today. I was driving home on the expressway, and I came out, and I was just like, "Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I, I love it." <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, girls don't cry. Yeah, I just want yeah. the cop to roll down the window, and then this the song just like, like, girls, <laughs> just the window. It's right. like he's got these like blacked out windows, and he just rolls the window down. And it's just Chris with the shade. Blood red, blood red. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, putting my, yeah, putting, yeah, putting my yeah, putting my finger in his face. Yeah, like, well, wait, me, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. Nice. All right, Mark, what do you think? Uh, uh, pull out the handle. Uh, I hear too much of this. Give it a oh, flush, please. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. And if I want to listen to that, I'll listen to Susudio. And you know, let's let's be honest. Susudio is not. Um, Shall we say the very best of Phil Collins? I guess. Oh, come on! It's the best of Phil, <laughs> it's on the, Phil it's Collins. On, it starts off the greatest Phil Collins record ever. Ever. Uh, yeah, that is. I wouldn't put it up there. And I, I, I do love a, Phil Collins solo stuff, but studio is kind of a, uh, let's just call it a joke. <laughs> yeah, with a great melody, though. It's a, it's, yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the clincher to that song. It's got a great, kind of unique, weird melody with a, well, yeah, you can say, I mean, the, the lyrical content. Is <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds yeah. me of what I wasn't here for that show, but when you guys were talking, um, uh, what's that Van Halen song that kind of got flushed last, um, uh, Bullethead, the Bullethead, oh, yeah, Studio. You're comparing Studio to that, I love genetic failure. I love, I love ruining lyrics for Chris by by making there's another warm warm blanket moment for me yeah kevin uh kevin doing uh yeah doing that uh, his special karaoke yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm just about to pee on your warm blanket we're back and forth everybody uh, right. moving on to once yeah. in a lifetime <laughs>
Light the Sky listener, um, you'll know how much we like to talk about how music paints cinema and how um, you know iconic uh, some of the imagery that Van Halen as an artist painted. And you know, I'm going to go there with this song too. And and it's maybe more of a unique type of painting for me. But um, I mean, uh, professionally, I uh, uh, produce content. Uh, some of that content gets played at um, some pretty large scale events. And uh, this just kind of feels like the end of something bombastic. And everyone like the sound crew's cleaning up. And you know, I'm just kind of glad it's over and glad it all went well and everything. And and uh, I just feel like this is playing out in the background. You know, guys are rapping cables and people are putting away chairs and you know uh, once in a lifetime is just um you know just blipping away in the background i like it i i like that imagery mm-hmm. that that you just put there um i think my favorite part of the song is is the part that i just played it, it got extended a little bit but that part at 325 where those atmospheric guitars come in and i think that's mm-hmm. what i appreciate about this album overall is that it's not afraid to throw in those atmospheric guitars in a song Tell me with why this, this wasn't the closer. Oh, good question. Actually, <laughs> that is a good he, question. What did he say? You, you, why you is this well, not the closer? Because it. it oh, ah, a good uh, question. Yeah, I know it's got it, that. It, yeah, the ending part really is kind of like a reaching the uh, the end of the whatever you want to call it. And yeah. the thing yeah. is, too, is that I I, I I made a note that this th- this song was maybe thirty seconds longer than it should have been. Well, but I wouldn't have minded it if it were at the very end of the yeah. of the album because you just you're just feeling the groove. Well, here, I, I have a very interesting point on this that's going to comment exactly on what you guys are talking about. So when he first put out this song, like I said, he was just releasing singles here and there, and the record didn't come out until like a year after the band formed. So when the song, I, I, I'm pretty sure I got that right. So when he put this song out first. It didn't have that extended guitar intro. It like faded out. So when he put the music video out, which it's a cool video, it's like really great imagery. It's like him like laying in a bathtub in like a messy New York apartment, which kind of goes along with the lyrics. And the final extended jam when he's doing those guitar leads, he's sort of walking out to this pier, which he it's sort of like in a... Uh, kind of like in a shipyard kind of thing it looks like it's probably like in new york in the hudson bay or something like that and it's cloudy and he's walking out and that's sort of like that wrapping up the show kind of a thing but yeah when he first put this song out it didn't have that extended instrumental thing so when i heard that in the video i'm like huh that's interesting i don't remember that being on the single version and then when i heard the record he decided to keep it so it's interesting like i wonder if it being in this three slot, if it would have been better if he put the shorter single version on there, or he could have kept the extended version but put it to end the side or end the record. So that's an interesting point. Yeah. yeah and, for and, sure. and I don't know if we're, are, are we doing the Love It's here? Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, we haven't Chris, gotten to what, if you want to get in on this, uh, yeah, ju- uh, just briefly, yeah, this is a great. I love the uh, I love the uh, the lyrical delivery, especially in the uh, in the chorus, is just really got a very percussive kind of feel to it uh yeah just again and just the the overall content kind of gives like a kind of uh, a person down on their luck feel uh when you kind of read some of the lyrics um i know i could probably spend another 10 20 minutes talking about that but uh <laughs> please do uh, yeah. audience they want to hear um but uh yeah, let me, uh, yeah of course i can't am i my want to waste any more time here uh of course it won't pull it up and i hit it ready why well, won't it do that 
You got a time yeah. marker? Uh, oh, here we go. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that line. Yeah, dealer's got 21. That's Brooklyn, or maybe it's fate. I don't know why that just kind of. You know that one stuck out to me too. Yeah, I really. I don't know. And it's got a. It's got like this kind of real. I like that imagery in in the context of the. Uh, yeah, once in a while, yeah. Then yeah, you put the handgun down, the bag down, and give it away. I don't know. Like I said, yeah, a lot of these little like verses that he throws out there have a very kind of. Uh, very kind of. I don't know if I'm gonna say melancholic, but very yeah, kind of person down on their luck vibe. Yeah, they're all very kind of dark little passages. Uh, mm -hmm. And I like that in the context of this uh, kind of very big sounding song. I thought it was great. I think it's really one of the definite highlights of the record. You can almost think back to my event imagery that maybe... <laughs> oh, I had a good point. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Last word. It's just kind of like if, if he's thinking about what his, um, you know, his show could have been like or how it would have gone well or could have gone well and it's just kind of painting the picture of a life uh, in dreams. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that, a good... Yeah, that is that's, pretty that's, that's an astute uh, observation, yeah. So. Getting us deep here. Yeah. Now we, now yeah, we anyway, got anyway, anyway, to the toilet. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I didn't want to yeah, yeah, kind of drag that on too long. <laughs> I, and, of course, and of course, yeah, and of course I was stumbling here because what I had open on my phone was no longer there, so I had to go and fit for it. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. all good. Oh, yeah. it's we, good yeah. A-plus podcast material. People yeah. fit <laughs> <in their> <laughs> Hang on, let me fucking dropped it. And now, and now we go from Mark's astute observation to flushing stones. Let's get it all here, folks. Yeah. All right, Alex, take us away and love the Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and love this one. Not, not one of my favorite tracks. Like, I should say, not one of my favorite singles, because this was one of like the first singles that was dropped. I think this might have been the second single actually dropped after the outfield. And I remember liking it. Uh, the verses are kind of cool. I like how kind of slow and kind of brooding they are. And it, it, like Mark said, it really you know paints a picture and sort of creates this really cool atmosphere. But the chorus, I think, is what really shines here. And that might be kind of obvious, but I think it's a great, it's a great yeah. catchy chorus. And I, yeah, I love the guitar work and. Yeah, the lyrics are, are really clever. This is one of the artists where I know I mentioned in past episodes where I'm not a huge lyric guy. Just being a musician and a guitar player, I usually focus more on melody and structure first and then right. lyrics second. But, you know, just the, vocal, the lyric, vocals and everything are mixed really well in this, so you can really pick out what he's saying. And, yeah, a lot of clever lines in this, and I like it. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a look. Right. And I think we're moving on. Is it Kev? What are you thinking? Yep, that's me. Definitely going to give this one a love. Um, you know me, I love songs with huge atmosphere. This one brings it and brings it again. And uh, the, I think it, it, enough is not said about the groove, too. I love how it just lays there and just grooves for the yeah. whole song. I, I really yeah, appreciate not, that. So strong love. Not doing for me. too much. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, Chris, what do you think? Where are we getting this one? Uh, yeah, this was a close buy for me, but I'm holding out a buy for another uh, song. But yeah, I just like like Kevin said, yeah, it, it brought it, and then when you think it was done, it kept bringing it again and again. Uh, just a big sounding, and again, I love yeah, just the the vocal delivery really makes you again like you were saying, Alex, with the you know with a lot of these songs on this record, you really pay attention to the melodies are very infectious. Mm -hmm. But just the way that he delivers the lyrics, yeah, you kind of kind of like it's you're like like oh wait a minute, oh that's kind of almost kind of like punches out to you. And it makes you pay attention a little bit more. And there's actually a lot of stuff there that's like, oh, that's kind of various, yeah, very kind of clever and astute. Uh, yeah, where it's like, okay, yeah, they've got that good balance of melody and lyrics here. 
So yeah, very very strong love for awesome. me here. And Mark, what do you think? Give it a stock is rising, please. Very nice. Um, oh, okay. Might have been something for me that, I mean, I think my first thought about this was I feel like maybe I'm shopping at Kohl's. Um, and this is not a <laughs> Oh, come on. For, okay, so, like, I'm, being, I'm being dragged around at Kohl's by my wife. Um, yeah, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Uh, but, but, you know, like, it just, and listening to it again and really kind of just diving into that atmosphere, I think maybe I approached this album uh, a little bit too much with Van Halen and our next artist in my ear, um, where the energy level is super high. You know, it is balls to the wall, full throttle. Every, every, uh, you know, blood, set, sweat, and tears, and every, um, you know, just, just, just groove and and solo and everything. And this is just a completely different album, so it's a step back for me. It maybe takes me a little bit longer to appreciate and see the light, perhaps. Uh, so as it is, I have to give it a love because it is a stock is rising for me. Awesome. Sounds sure. good. All right. Let's keep moving on. Uh, do you think about us? is super cool I, I feel like when I first uh, came across this record uh, I didn't know how I felt so much about it um, something about the verses he, he does this a lot on this record with some of these songs like I, I kind of hear it in like an American Nights and uh, Coffee and Cigarettes where he has these it's this new I don't know if it's like this new way of writing that might sound kind of weird but it, it's almost got this like kind of hip-hop sort of verse feel to it where it's a little bit more talking and then it hits into these huge infectious choruses and he does it here and i think it works really well um that, that chorus is just so catchy especially at, at first where it's sort of kind of dry and, and and spacey and then the second half of it you sort of hear those big kind of piano keys or synths kind of come behind it and give it a little bit of sparkle there so yeah i think it's a fantastic song I, I really dig the chorus and yeah this this uh lady that's singing on i wasn't familiar with her at all but i guess it's a uh, carolyn Polacek, and i guess she sings in this band called chairlift i believe it is which i don't know if you guys are familiar with but i was uh, i guess she's worked with charlie xcx and beyonce so she seems to be a pop producer and songwriter but i i love that uh <laughs> that absolutely obvious pitch correct auto-tune thing that happens in the verse there where mm. yeah, like usually i feel like people would kind of criticize that but that stuff's kind of common now so I, I don't mind it too much so yeah i think it's uh i think it's a cool song 
Yeah, I was going to point out some of those auto-tune uh, suspect, um, uh, you know, that my ears kind of perked on uh, throughout this album, really. But, you know, like you said, it's modern. It's a 2018 album, and we're not talking about, um, you know, trap rap here where it's literally just, you know, mumbling auto-tune. You know, it, it, it's, it's got its musical merits, so I don't have a problem with it. And I have to say that as, as just with a chorus that well-written with just kind of a good hook, um, you know, I just want something more. I want it to be bigger. I feel like it falls flatter than it should be for the, uh, just the quality of writing. I mean, I'm thinking like, I get a church's vibe, like maybe like never say die or heaven and hell where it's just, you know, just all that chorus just fills you up and it's there, but it's a little bit more atmospheric when it should be driving. Um, and I feel like that would wait, add more contrast well, wait a minute. to the album. Did you just say never say die in heaven and hell? Are we talking about yeah. Black Sabbath here? <laughs> I'm talking about churches. Oh, I, is that, I didn't realize oh, they yeah. had some yeah. similar song titles. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you, wait, you, I, I, I never made that connection. You, you guys need to get on that church's yeah, album then. So. No, I know. I, I, I haven't listened to it in a while, but I, I'm like, wait, 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 wait That's a, a great like, church's album. It is oh. top notch. Thought no, about considering about that, it, it actually. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, my brain was just yeah trying to <laughs> a, a, a mental a, a mental uh, pothole right there. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny it because I never would have thought about Black Sabbath. I would have thought churches. <laughs> yeah, I okay. mean, just when you hear this part, I mean, those big toms are there. They just I could just hear it just filling up so much more. It just feels like there's space left that um i mean uh, you can't criticize the artist for it they did it intentionally for a reason but i would have i would have done a little bit more i would have added a bigger fill to this to this chorus yeah i'm actually gonna agree with some of your points here mark i do like when i uh when i saw the or when i listened to this preview i should say I, i didn't notice the big piano chords that alex was talking about until we listened to it this time um but it it is lacking something. I thought it could use a harmony in the pre-chorus, that part there, where where the it, it's just set up perfectly for a harmony. It, it could use more harmonies in the chorus a little bit, but uh, I don't know. Does it bring down the song that much for me? I, I'm not sure, but I totally see where you're coming at for this. So good discussion point there. Yeah, I yeah I had a hard time with this song, and I'll agree with Alex. I mean, it's got a catchy like it shouldn't be catchy, but I shouldn't like this. But it kind of yeah okay. I kind of um I can't help but hum it a little bit. Uh, but it's a little too modern pop for my taste, especially in the context of the rest of the record, which has more of these kind of unique kind of influences coming from the past, where this is like almost strictly in the now, and even the. Yeah, nothing against the girl who's uh, duetting with him, but it sounds like every other, if you want to say, I mean, not that it's a bad vocal style, but every kind of, every female kind of... Indie pop singer. Exactly, or even even normal pop, yeah, where it's like, where you just can't tell the difference between any of them. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll give it a little bit of merit on the melodies, but the rest of the song just kind of loses the uniqueness of the rest of these, uh, in, a, in an album with some very unique, strong songs, this is kind of one of the weaker ones for me. Well, let's see uh, where it falls. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's hit it. Awesome. Well, let's go with the love it or flush it. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to go ahead and, and love this one. I, I totally respect your guys' points. I will agree with it you know being a little bit weaker compared to the standout singles 
Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it so much a filler track just because that chorus is so right. catchy. But yeah, it, it the, the verses are a little... Oh, is my mouse going again? <laughs> it's going wild. I'm not editing that. That's left in for everybody's enjoyment. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. No, I was saying just, yeah, I get what you mean. Like the verses, they're a little reserved and a little pulled back. And they don't, when you hear that chorus, it's just so good where it's almost, it kind of shows it kind of really separates the verse and if anything it like kind of shows that how lacking it is in a way just because the chorus is so good but yeah i know what you guys mean so yeah i'm still gonna give it a love though i think it's a strong track and i, I felt like it, it should have stayed when when i heard this one I'm, i was like excited for it so yeah uh, uh Kat, what do you think? i think this is gonna be another reluctant love it, it, it's gonna be a uh, what it, what is it the phrase we 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 uh, coined last episode a uh, 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 a warm squeeze or, or a, 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 light, a, light a light squeeze. squeeze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to use that here. I, I Mark Mark brought me down on this song a little bit. And that's not a bad thing. That's why we have these discussions. But yeah, may, maybe there there could have been a little bit more going on here. So just just a warm or reluctant squeeze or whatever it is. All right, Chris, are you squeezing this one? Uh, what do we think? No, I'm flushing this one, unfortunately. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm 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 to take Mark's uh, Keep Your Experiments off my record. I'm going to tweak it a little bit. Yeah, keep your modern modern pop off of my retro pop records. <laughs> 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 or retro-inspired pop, yeah. Yeah, but that's what he does. He does a lot but of it's, that. But it's too, mixing. like I said, you've got, like, especially, like, the, like the, the outfield and some of these other once-in-a-lifetime. I mean, there's, there's sure. like, okay, those are uniquely combining influences where it doesn't really stick out in any particular but this one is like okay this is this is like gearing for the radio yeah like been a little too much for me um and again maybe it's not as muscular as it could be i know i've used that word a lot like like kevin and uh and um and his brother said yeah there is uh yeah it could, maybe if they would have fattened it up a little bit maybe it would have resonated a little more but nope it's uh, I'll, I'll let it. I'll let it live in the sewers uh, because of the melody, but <laughs> but I but I but keep it off the yeah yeah in, living in the sewers in squalor yeah yeah wallowing yeah. wallowing in the sewers. Think about what it did to you. All right, Mr. Marky Mark. All right, Marker. Mark, are you going to be so as kind to it or what? Uh, what do you you think? know, I I'm going to at least give it a stock is sinking. Okay. Um, okay. What does that? What does that mean? <laughs> what, is it, what does that mean? What does that mean? It's a little bit. I don't know. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody, uh, want, nobody wants their stock. You know? to, yeah. Nobody wants their stock to sink. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's I mean, bad. It's, it's like there, but it's really not gonna, you know, give you much in the long run. I mean, in terms yeah. of like, it's not gonna make you uh, rich. So it's okay, really yeah. just a. Um, I don't know. It, it's just a it's, bit. It's uh, an anchor. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta know. hit a button. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, give it a love. Okay. Oh, it gets stuck in my head. It's 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 oh, it's so close to a flush, but it's it's not, the small it's squeeze. It's, it's the yeah, small it's, squeeze. It's got it's got that damn uh, like chorus melody, which is again, it's yeah. that it's that very militant kind of made in the lab pop hook, where it's like I don't like it, but I can't stop humming it. Yeah, you know, I think if we talked yeah. about this song for another five minutes, it might be a flush. <laughs> so, All right, let's, well, let's move on. Let's go on. Okay. We're moving right. on to the photograph.
get out of my head. That was the that was the part that like hooked that song. But yeah, this is yeah the, this what we were talking about with the last song. I mean, as far as not having that muscle, I mean, there's an amber and just filling kind of atmosphere. I mean, this song just packed with it. I mean, I love the the chorus is great. It just very kind of hits you hard and just is very uh yeah. Again, there's a lot of imagery here. Uh, as far as another great uh, as far yeah relationship songs can be very much a minefield. Uh, with really, as far as getting that real resonant quality in here, I think he does it. He really kind of takes his time. Uh, uh, you can feel he, 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 I mean, experienced this. Right, yeah, yeah. And that's. I think that's important. I think that's what makes it, what sets it apart from, yeah, just your kind of run-of-the-mill kind of, yeah, uh, breakup song or whatever, yeah. Uh, and again, it just feels, it's got almost that Peter Gabriel ambience to it, which I, I think that's what really... I think you guys know where I'm going with this as far as with the love or flesh of what I'm going to be doing with this one. But uh, but yeah, Kev, yeah, yeah, you you picked you 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 picked yeah, the perfect like that was the the part I was going to throw out there. I just love where it has that just that clean guitar without any uh, anything else going on. Then it just goes and then all of a sudden it just comes in with that punchy bass. It, that was the, it was again, that was listening to this album on the way home. That really was the song that stood out like with the with the sound system in my car. Yeah, I've been, trying to, I've been trying to test out that JBL system in there, and that was the song that made me go, okay, this is, this is good. I was, not that it hasn't been a good system, but I'm looking for that one where you can really feel the sub in the back, and that's where I really kind of, yeah, that punch to the gut in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. song, uh, I mean, I threw on this album, um, and sometimes I like to throw on the albums we listen to and just uh, go for a bike ride and, and you know, just, you know, 40-minute bike ride, 40-minute album, it's, it's perfect. And and I don't think I got through the album in my bike ride because I got to this song and I kept repeating it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I just, I'm I just love like, it. all right, I'm done. Like, I found the song right. I like. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's yeah just like, a, the, uh, the chorus is great. I just, yeah. oh, it's good. Oh, and not, not only yeah. just the chorus, but, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but Kevin, the whole song, yeah. Here. Yeah. I mean, just the way he ends, just with that. Yeah. I mean, I love it how it ends on that that you know um, that sixth, you know, where it's just kind of just yeah. that bum 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 bum. I mean, it's just it's like to me, the yeah. musically, that's always been like a questioning note, I suppose, like an open ended. Like it doesn't yeah. end, it doesn't resolve. It just kind of has that hope that you know maybe we'll get back mm-hmm. together again. Um, and, and I, I really love the way that ends. It's such a small, subtle bit of the song, but the way it has that open ending, I, I think it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I was excited for the song when we, I first listened to the album because this is the ones this, this wasn't ever released as a single, as far as I know, or at least not before the album nope. dropped. And so this is one of these ones yeah. that I'm like, ah, oh, I, I wonder what this is. And from the start, I knew I would love this. Just the the huge guitars, the atmosphere, the 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 drum machine. You know, you, you almost get a Phil Collins kind of ballad vibe, but in a great yeah, a way. Bit. All all but the yeah, all the great stuff that that was, yeah. you kind of incorporate. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the, yeah. The the darkness. Yeah. It's it's not yeah, necessarily it, yeah. the the soppy love ballad. It, it's that longing no, it's, love ballad. That's like right. oh, it's haunting. That's right. what that it's, that last chord is. Yeah, it's, it's haunting it's, and it's great. Yeah. It's the type of ballad that's very difficult to write for a lot of because you, when you think ballads, you think of like okay, just total cheese or just lovey dovey, <laughs> meh. Yeah. But fire here house. it's like, if I've got uh, stop crapping Jeez. on my firehouse, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, piss, or pissing on my firehouse, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't put out my fire, yeah, the fire. <laughs> anyway, All right. uh, yeah. All right, Alex. I know Mark and I are gonna get into it at some point. <laughs> Save but, yeah. us, Alex. Save us. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is an interesting song. Like you guys are are making me like it a little bit more. Not that I never liked it, but here here's sort of my story with this song. So, like I said, I was following this band from the jump, and I was watching a lot of live videos because the outfield was so good. But that was the only song he put out, and he was touring. So he de- he had to have more songs to play an opening slot on a big tour for John Mayer. So I'd watch these other videos, and I would see videos with songs by the title of Once in a Lifetime, Bad Girls Don't Cry, American Nights, Do You Think About Us, and then The Photograph. So that was his set list, was American Nights, Do You Think About Us, Once in a Lifetime, The Photograph, The Outfield, Bad Girls Don't Cry. So this song was in the first set he ever did but the outfield was the only song that was officially out so obviously he felt really strongly about this one but i didn't hear the studio version of this until the album came out because he didn't like kevin said he didn't put this out before the album dropped so i really only had live versions to go off of and yeah chris you kind of you hit it there i didn't really think so much about the peter gabriel phil collins Mm -hmm. vibes but i'm totally hearing it now and yeah this is i think the big thing about me and and Kev, I think like you're probably gonna agree with me here, but those freaking chords, oh, I know, chords yes. those Duh. those huge Duh. clean yeah, I know. It's, yeah, like band, JC120 sparkle is just huge. So yeah, I, I I think it's cool. I think it's uh there's some cool the verses aren't bad. I, I like a lot of the verse melodies, but yeah, the chorus is pretty great. So uh, I, I don't know if I like it as much as do you think about us though? What? I don't know. It's I think I like that chorus a little bit more and do you think about us? But this is maybe overall a stronger that, song all the way through because I think the there was that was a good that was a good point to buzz him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so does that translate to a love for you? Yeah, yeah, I, I I wouldn't get rid of this song, song, and I have the vinyl version of this, and it closes outside. Oh, you have the vinyl? Is cool. I'd, so, love to, I'd love to hear that. Oh, I oh, am jealous. Oh, <laughs> I, I I I have all I have all the merch. I got the Outfield seven inch single. Wow. I got the vinyl. I got the CD. I got it all. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the man's work. So, yeah, it's just weird. Like I I didn't I didn't expect you guys to like yeah, this one. This I, is yeah. like. I don't want to say this is. I don't want to say this is dream is over territory, but like you guys, every it was this was like the anonymous love on the record. I'm like, huh, okay, yeah. maybe I need to think about it more. But yeah, if I had a second buy, it would be this song. That's that's my thought on this. Yeah, wild, yeah. just a love. Okay, cool, just a love, a, a very strong love. Went from a tepid love to a strong love. Uh, All right, Chris. Well, I, I don't think I have to say it. I think Kevin knows what I'm where I'm going with this one. Here, yes. let, me my, let me pull out my my money bucks. Hang yeah. on, there we go. <laughs> yeah, Ring yeah my mu- or my or my music bucks. Yeah, yeah. Take by. I just yeah. I don't know. It's just, again, it's got that big, that just that filling kind of what I love about filling synth rock or synth pop. Yeah, where it just kind of fills you up. And this is I don't think there's a song mm-hmm. on here for me that does it like this one. So yeah, I give it a big a big buy. Yeah, awesome, Chris. All right, Mark, I'm, I'm right think? in line behind you. Ring me up. All yeah. right, then. it is nighttime music perfection. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, it really this is. This just makes me want to listen to the whole song again. But we gotta yeah. move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. everybody. I'm gonna have. To, I gotta fire up my sound system in the back. <laughs> Later, I, gotta, I, I, I haven't played this. Funny enough, I don't know why I haven't played this record through the. But I guess I'll, I'll do that when we're done here. Yes, yeah. you do. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to sunset on the belt.
get your experiments off my vinyl. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Right. They can't put their experiments on my vinyl. <laughs> it's, it, okay, I guess it's not that bad. I mean, it's just so derivative of M83 and like yeah. where the boats go or something. It's just right. Or I'm just kept expecting yeah. to hear that that uh, you know Anthony Gonzalez voice just pop. Yeah, in. that haunting voice. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote down M83 type M83 as well. Yeah. And that's the thing is that they're not that kind of band. You expect that from M83. It's their whole thing, right? And the, right. the only thing about this one, though, is that there's some bands, and, and I have to say this, like The Midnight, that, that loved putting this in for like four minutes. Oh. And I just want to <laughs> click the button. That's it. Just get yeah. me out of this. So I appreciate the fact that it's only, what, a minute 39. Right. No, I, uh, yeah, I, I, it's funny. Typically, I hate stuff like this. I mean, this is a very, yeah, kind of reluctant. But I loved kind of the the ambience of it. I know it's not really a song. I don't know how you compare. It. Like I don't hate it. I like that it, it kind of adds to the mood of the record. But yeah, it's kind of like the like the Tora Tora, I guess, of the this record. It's a weird little kind of one yeah. minute kind of medley. It's I don't know if it's just a, yeah. but it's weird. Yeah, this record really doesn't need to bring you back down because a lot of it is kind of mellow and kind of soothing. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't hate it as much as I mean, I don't look at it as, as an experiment i know i mean it's a synth line on a synth record yeah so it's not but again they probably who knows they could have jammed it into a song and just used it as an intro but i guess maybe maybe they were listening to early van halen maybe that's what he was doing like okay well i'm gonna throw in a <laughs> i want to throw in a a little uh a little kind of uh, no lyrics melody part just to kinda, then he obviously yeah. hasn't listened to our podcast before they can't put their experiments yeah. on my vinyl yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking about this, and it's so funny. Like somebody maybe out of nowhere is going to come and listen to this episode and wonder why the hell are these guys talking about Van Halen so much? Like, 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 Mar- like Martin is going to listen to this podcast reviewing his record, and he's like, why the hell do these guys keep talking about obscure just- Van Halen references? Well, Martin, just to, just to let everybody know. Uh, you gotta listen to like the first twelve episodes <laughs> oh to see where we're getting at here. Yeah, I, I so, threw, I threw, uh, just so it's bomb. not too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Put down yeah, the bomb. Yeah. So you know, for for anybody, for any, for any new outsiders that are coming into this one specific episode, you know, we spent about twelve episodes talking about Van Halen, so that's where that's from. But anyway, Sunset on the Beltway. So. Yeah, this was one where first time hearing it was on the record. Uh, obviously, he wouldn't have put this out. <laughs> put this uh, out as a <laughs> 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 This is the this this was actually the <laughs> second. <laughs> single. Uh, That's a confident future record but, producer uh, here. I, <laughs> I put that. Yeah, this one, this one, it, it's interesting because I, I see what he's doing. I, I'm not as familiar with M83 as you guys are, so you guys get that reference more. But yeah, it's an intro track. And it kind of goes along with the uh, cover of the record, I think. It's, you know, it's got, like, those stadium lights. Like, I just picture, you know, him just kind of isolated out on the uh, football, the high school football stadium bleachers and he's at night, and he's just kind of thinking about life and stuff. And, you know, you could hear stuff or at the end of a baseball game. So, like, I get it. It's cinematic, and it works, and it does kind of lead into the next track, which is, uh, we'll talk about it in a second. But I get what you mean, like that's that's the thing we part of the rules 
you know, we got to love, we got to flush, and we got to terminate, and we got to buy. So I'm going to start off and... Yeah, I'll agree. I'm going to get rid Wait, of this is, one, is guys. This a, is this just a flush or is this a big T? <laughs> this is a T. This is a T because I'm going to cuz I'm going to cuz I'm going to save my flush. I know that's a cheap shot. I know it's a cheap shot terminating a little instrumental. <laughs> oh, that hey, anything, if anything, what did it hey, do to if you? anything Martin be happy. Yeah, if anything Mar- Martin be happy that I'm not terminating an actual track here. This was uh this was a cheap the, shot. The poor one-eyed possum. It, so. <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. So, I got to give this one? a flush, I think. No surprises. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's just letting it go then. Okay. Yeah, nothing to say. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna give it a, gonna give it a little bit of uh, support here. A very kind of a, a light squeeze on this. Okay. I know a, a lot of synth wave and synth, uh, at least modern, more I guess more in the underground. They put out a lot of stuff like this. Um, I think FM84. I know Mark. You know. I think they sometimes will throw some of these kind of little details in there. And uh, you guys there? Yeah. yeah, you mentioned FM eighty four. Yeah, yeah. No, see, all you guys froze up at the same time. I just wanted to make sure you were still there. Um, no, but yeah, this is not out of the. So I kind of come to expect certain little kind of minute and minute and a half medleys like this. So I'll 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 keep it there. It kind of keeps it consistent for me personally. Yeah, sure. Uh, for me, easy flush. I think it's been said. Yep. All right then. Let us move on to the next song. I'm gonna see where Alex is going here. Dreaming, feeling, never sleeping till we see the morning light on these American nights. Black in November, nothing good lasts forever. 12 gauge heart in a machine gun town, whole life running, you can't stop now. Here's to these American nights, we're having the time of our lives. Living on a feeling, I got a feeling that it's gonna be alright on these American nights. interesting one for me um i i will say just starting off i think this song really represents the whole band like entirely like where he's going with his new songs uh it's this very bruce springsteen like blue collar (laughs) america america kind of guy like it, it just it really he's 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 got a vibe going and and it's working i will say not the biggest fan of the verses there's there's a little yeah. little element of cringe a little bit of cringe yeah. and a little bit of cheese in those verses that i don't like that much i don't know what it is but I, you can't yeah. you can't beat that chorus it's it's pretty fantastic it's a great melody it's a huge song so 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. That's all I could say about it. I mean, it's it's it was a big single for him, and you know, I I appreciate you know the vibe for it, and like I said, it really represents him and and the whole band. But yeah, that's just my thoughts. You know, verses. Don't know if I like that much, but chorus great and dig the vibes. So, um, yeah. I have to. This this is a tricky song. Um, first of all, why did they record it at a high school football game? Um, not. <laughs> liking that <laughs> I don't know, like the whistles and the haze and the cheers and uh, well that that that's the thing that's the vibe it, I, I he's mean, going when you, for he's going for that yeah, you know the when your you say, experiments off my record now <laughs> no no it's not that it's um, i mean alex when he was hitting on the cringe and the cheese like i just kind of like the cheese meter in my head was kind of the needle was being buried um in parts of this song just it just <laughs> you can't move it feels like something cheese. you'd see on like a like a like a cw teen show you know like yeah, a high I, school I can see netflix like uh not sure. like euphoria but that's too dark i mean just sure. something a little bit more uh um you know like maybe like one tree hillish or something i don't know i'm like i'm probably just yeah it's it's yeah, not it's, it feels that. like it's like written for that and this is kind of like evoking what chris was talking about uh, frequently in the van halen episodes with like yeah sammy you know like you just wrote that to be a hit or the record wanted you write that to be a hit and i just feel this was written to get media placement in uh um you know tv shows or something it just kind of has that uh yeah um too much of that for me it's a little too heavy on that for me it lathers it up with uh (laughs) commercialism i know what you mean i could have done without the haze and in this song they 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 really kind of they make the shoulders jump together, like, uh, uh. and it's kind of that 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 talking yeah. verse that Alex talked about earlier. I just don't yes. know if it works here, and it's tough because it, you know you can appreciate the chorus, the melody, things like that, but uh, what about those other parts? And then you yeah. get to it, and it's like, hey, uh, yeah. I like hey. mid 2010s, <laughs> like millennial music, like. Yeah. you know katie perry yeah. or bob right. or something yeah and that yeah that's the yeah. it's funny because i have to agree with alex on the chorus because and again that's such a modern pop chorus again i shouldn't like it but again it it i guess it just infiltrated that part of my brain but i guess i just had my guard down and it just made its way in uh but yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah stuck in the back door. It's, it's stuck in the back stuck in the back door yeah um chris's brain right yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I get it. It's uh, yeah, very, uh, very awkwardly kind of constructed. But again, yeah, it seems like this. Uh, uh, yeah, this guy has a real strong sense of melody, and I guess maybe that elevates it a little bit more. But yeah, again, it's got that kind of placement advertisement kind of feel to it. Uh, yeah, the hey, where it jumps into the kids chanting in the background, like okay, that's kind of a weird. But again, yeah, this is a song about America, so it's going to have that kind of. Uh, but I, if if I'm gonna go for if I want my my song about America, I'll go with Night Ranger. Yeah, still rocking in America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Night Ranger getting the booze. Yeah. Oh, oh was that a boo? I'm 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 really sorry. That was supposed to be the buzzer, but that that works as a buzzer. Uh, no, I, you, you, you know, I know I know what you meant. Yeah, don't hey, change. No, that would be you the take first it. time for Night Ranger. So yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't try to backtrack there. No, yeah, no. <laughs> No, uh, all yeah. right alex all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right well let's get let's we'll get to the lover flush it i think i i gotta love it i think i might give it a, a light squeeze i think at first when i first heard it i i really enjoyed it and it's one of those ones where i don't know if i like it as much and yeah you know just touching on here's one thing i i, I 
I don't know if it's a stylistic choice. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and I say I'll say it is. But you know, it's the similar thing where he does it in uh, "Do You Think About Us," this song in "Coffee and Cigarettes," where it's like almost these kind of lazy, talkative verses. Like he knows that he's got this crazy good chorus that is going to be in the song, but he doesn't really know what to do with the verses, so he just kind of gets lazy and he throws like these talking kind of monotone verses. It might be his vibe that he's going for, and it is consistent across the record, but at first, you know, my, my initial thought was these are just kind of lazy verses, so I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it a love regardless. It's a huge chorus, and it uh, represents the band. This is my so, Kev, bottom think? has dropped out of the stock. So <laughs> <laughs> I liked this song when I first listened yeah. to the album. Now there's been a panic sell. <laughs> Every, everybody's hit the automatic sell-off button. <laughs> Somebody's pumping and dumping America. <laughs> Flush that thing. It, it's down. Penny stock now. Gone. Gone. <laughs> I, 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 I was close. I was close, but I only want to, I, I want to keep one flush on the records. Thank you, Alex. I'm going to give this a light squeeze. Uh, yeah, just the chorus. Again, I shouldn't like it, but it made its way back. It made, it made its way in when I wasn't looking, and yeah, it's uh, enough of a there's, not, yeah, there's enough of a smile there. <laughs> but I got a predatory. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a predator song. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. There, there was. Yeah, there, there, there was no sneaky, consent, but I know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'll give it a yeah. I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll deal with it. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll hold on to it for now. So how about how about you, Marky Mark? All right. Um, I think just really only for the talking verses alone, I I can't do it. So it's definitely a flush. I mean, look, I like um, you know, I like an earworm, a good earworm. I I feel like uh, you know they they tried and you know they accomplished what they set out to do with this, but you know, I just don't like talking verses. It's just not for me. How right. to or, put it? Right. Just totally <laughs> straight into the yeah. point. And, and to be f- and to be fair, this record was kind of the first time I came across. It. I don't know. Like, I'm not a huge modern pop guy. I really fell in love with this guy because of his his love for the '80s. So it, it worked. It, it gave me, you know, it made me love like a modern record because it had those old vibes and it works. But I don't know if that's a common thing to do those sort of talking verses. But it was like the, really the first well, time I kind of really heard that. It's, and it's like I, mean, I don't know. Here, I, don't I mean, know it's kind I of I pull this up. This is a. Uh... I don't know. I, I don't know that I would even call this record a modern. It's so retro. I mean, you know, here's here's what you know talking sounds like in a modern pop song. And of course, I mean, that's totally different. Like, I don't know. I would like like we gotta word, yeah. leave the word modern yeah. for you know modern music. Like you know, yeah. you know Selena Gomez you, or whatever you right. might hear that for. You um, know what? You know what I just thought of? Yeah, before I forget, as far as what the verses remind me of, as far as the way that they're delivered, um, Third Eye Blind. Yeah, what was their big hit? Um, yeah. Semi-Charmed Life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, got yeah, yeah, in the ver- okay, I could hear that. In the, oh, in the yeah. verses, yeah. Is, is that the one, the, um, I was thinking, like, Meet Virginia. It's a dude, dude, Yeah, but when you, you know, the verses are spoken like that, and they have that kind of, they kind of have that delivery, though. That's a dark song, actually, that I didn't, Well, you know how Trainee's got that, um, I mean, just kind of that, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's 
Yeah. All right. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'm nuts. Now that you're bringing out all these references, okay? Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. I've heard talking verses. I mean, that's still song, but it just felt it. It the, the cadence is spoken. Yeah. yeah. Understood. All right. All right. Right. We're, we're right, moving right. on. We're gonna die. Here, I'll, I'll paint the picture of this song. So I am sitting there at Soho House on the deck on a summer night, and it's it's crowded, and you can't really hear the DJ and what he's playing, but there's music in the background, and then this comes on. And you're just like, you know, you don't notice it at first. kind of sneaks mm-hmm. up on you, but not in a predatory way, in a good way. And okay. so you're like, what is that? And then so you're fumbling around with your phone trying to bring up Shazam and like get everyone to shut up so that you can tag this song because it's so good. If it gets away, you'll never know what it is. Like that's what this song is to me. I, it's like yeah. that that really just deep. This is a deep cut, and I, I wish they would have picked up the pace a little bit on this album a few times because when they do it, it's great. And the con, the yeah. push pull of it, how it just the 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 rhythm section drops out for the pre chorus, and he kind of goes falsetto mm-hmm. there. It's it's great. They 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 this is their this is their bread and butter. I think for uh, what they what they could go on to do and and do really well. Yeah. All right. This song. Oh boy. Okay. I'm gonna, well, I, I won't ruin it, but okay. So this was one of those ones where, you know, wasn't released until it came out on the record and he was playing this one live and I heard this and I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait for the studio version of this song. This is going to be my favorite song on the record. And I watched a live video of it and there's a live version and I could put it in the chat, but if anybody ever likes this song but wants to hear, in my opinion, the uh, the optimal version of the song, there's a video of them playing it in Asbury Park, New Jersey on YouTube. And it's heavier. Believe it or not, it's like it's heavier. They had their first drummer on it, and he's super tight and in the pocket. And when I heard that version, I'm like, holy crap. Like, th- this song is just not fair how good it is. And it really shows his vocal range. And it's just like, man, this guy, he's a talent. I mean, he, he's got that crazy vocal range. So, yeah. I, I will say though, when I heard the studio version, I was like, "This was the one." When this album came out, I think I like didn't even listen to the record in full. I went straight to this song when I got the CD. I'm like, "I need to hear the studio version of the song based on that live one." And Martin, I got gotta be honest, man, I was a little let down compared to that Asbury Park version because that's like, that's it. But anyway, a fantastic song. Yeah. I, I think it's we know what a so. live version fan you are, of course, too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, absolutely that's yes. yeah, this is, uh, me, yeah. oh, okay um 
Yeah, this. In, wait, who was it? You? Oh, yeah, it's Kevin. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's, sorry. It's, yeah. yeah. No, it's all good. Uh, yeah. the, the groove on this and the snare. I love it. It's It's got that kind of snappy, almost gated snare on here with, with you know, intermixing with the guitar parts a little bit. It's just perfect. I, I, I could say more about this song, but pretty much Mark and Alex already took it. It's the atmosphere, and you bring back the the huge, clean JC120 guitar is always going to be a fan. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, yeah, this was mm-hmm. definitely one of those massive stock is rising songs for me. Uh, after a couple listens, I'm like, yeah, this is just a great, very unique, very filling song. Yeah, the uh, again, it's got a little bit of that uh, M83 vibe, uh, especially in the chorus. But uh, but yeah, the verses are just very unique, uh, very kind of on the lower end. Uh, and even that, I think, Kevin, when you were playing that clip right at the end there where he has like that, I don't know what kind of effect on his vocal. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I can't at really the, hear at the Like the outro almost. Yeah, where, yeah, where, it's, it's, yeah, where it's got like yeah. a like a like a, what are, a weird kind of choral effect on it or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that was usually I hate stuff like that, but I kind of liked it in the context of this song. Uh, sure. But yeah, again, yeah, this song kind of over a couple of listens kind of really got elevated in my. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a great. Uh, yeah, very great filling. Yeah. Since rock. Yeah. What can I say? All right. <laughs> and there's our buzzer. Cool. Perfection. Perfect. Perfect timing. Uh, all right. We'll move on to Love It or Flush It. I, I, I played it safe with my buy with the outfield because that was the first song I heard. That's the first song anybody heard. And it struck me. It got me into this band. And I felt like, you know, if it did that for me, it'll do it for other people, I think. So that's why I put it on my... That was my buy. That's going to be going on my playlist. But this is my favorite song in the record. I think this song is incredible. Uh, like I said, I feel like the studio version is fantastic, but it's like a, just a little bit tamer, a little bit lighter compared to that one live version that I really liked. There's just something about the drums and maybe the guitars were just a little beefier and it almost had more of a rock vibe versus this sort of airy kind of 80s synth song. So, yeah, I think this song is freaking incredible. So, Definitely, yeah, Kev, what do you think? this is going to be my buy. Wow. Without a doubt, I knew it. it's my favorite song on the record. Awesome. Uh, Chris? Uh, uh, yeah, Chris, yeah what do you a think? real strong love here. Um, yeah, you guys pretty much reiterated or pretty much talked about why this is a great song. So, I, in my opinion, is pretty much in line with yours. So, yeah, nothing to elaborate. Nice. Yeah, probably my second favorite cool, song behind Photograph. Uh, I bought that one. Can't buy this one. So, love. Yeah, awesome. All right, let's move on here to Memory, won't you let me go? Hey, I can't go back so long ago to fire matches and cigarette lips. Hearts out stranded on styrofoam drips. We're searching for true love with you in the same. So this song was 
one of the this was like a brand new song for the record he didn't play this one live so i remember seeing the track listing for this record and i'm like okay i know most of these songs you know from, from seeing it seeing them live and watching live videos but here's this there's sunset in the beltway and then there's summerland two brand new songs had no idea what they sounded like you got to get the record to find out so i was excited to hear these and i feel like at first i didn't care for it that much and part of me thinks that's probably why he didn't play it live and he dropped it because maybe he didn't feel like it was as strong as the other ones but i'm going to say this is my stock is rising track i really appreciate this one a lot more now after recent listens i, I don't know it, it almost gives me like a photograph vibe in a way like if i could compare it to any other song on the record it would be photograph for me and it, it's up there I, I i like it i really like the chorus on this one so I like the stick cool drags he's doing in the uh, verses with the the drum. Yeah. You know, he just kind of just letting that stick kind of drag across the snare, letting it loose, and uh, you know, really adds a cool bit, almost kind of more of a, a jazz style feel to the drums. I mean, it doesn't swing at all, but that's a little bit more common in uh, uh, jazz drumming. And can this band write a sure. closer or what? But they don't put them at the uh, end. But they don't yeah. put them at the <laughs> so end. I know. <laughs> <Van> <laughs> <Halen>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! No, yeah. good, good point. I was just thinking that when we were playing the clip. Uh, my favorite parts of these songs are the the well placed acoustic guitar strums yeah. right at the mm-hmm. end of the chorus. You know, he says right. in Summerland, <laughs> you get that just one strum, one strum, and right into that piano. It almost that piano almost gives me a uh, Peter Gabriel vibe. With the, it doesn't quite sound yeah. like that Yamaha CP70 or whatever that Peter used, but it's very out there, atmospheric. I, I love that part, just right into that. Yeah, this is definitely the uh, the ballad, but they do it right here. It's got a great, uh, great ambient feel. Very again, perfect nighttime music. Uh, and yeah, that part you played, Kevin. Yeah, the where the where the clip started in the, in the pre-chorus. I just love that. And what is it? Uh, uh, yeah, hey, the memory won't let me go. I just love that how he delivers that, where he's got where he kind of jumps the pitch a little bit. It's, yeah, uh, again, yeah, he was out in the in that minefield and he didn't step on any mines. Yeah, he got it, he got it just right. You know, yeah. I, I see that he got yeah. the song title right too. I love the the song Summerland. Summerland. Yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. that. Yeah, because again, it's a very it's a seasonal kind of got that. You could kind of you could kind of again you can close your eyes and you can kind of yeah put put the images together. And yeah, they really. Okay. But yeah, even Kevin, what you said with the acoustic guitars too, uh, it almost has like an early '80s kind of new romantic feel too, kind of like a spandau ballet, like that kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. I was reference thinking. I don't know why case. I was thinking like yeah, especially when he delivers the Summerland uh, uh, word where it's got that. Yeah. Are you thinking of tr- yeah. true? Are you thinking yeah, of it's true? Got, well, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I, can I can't remember what the what that note yeah. is or whatever. But it but it, it it has that real musical vibe to it. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I mean, I, all right, yeah. Alex. Unless we got more to say. Yeah, oh. we're just gonna throw this out. Yeah. This is the sound. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Props to Martin if that was on purpose, because that that song rips. So. All right. Yeah, we'll give it to uh, bring it to the lover, flush it. I'll love this one. Uh, I think it's a solid track. Um, maybe a little bit more on the lower side i think just compared to the other songs on the record it was uh 
I didn't know about it going into it, but uh, it over over the years or whatever, just constantly listening to this song, it made me appreciate it a little bit more. And like I said, it's the Stock is Rising track, so I'll save it. This is okay. also my Stock is Rising track for the album. Uh, I had this on repeat today when detailing the car, and then this caught my ear every time it was on. So this is this is a strong love for me. Cool. Yeah, the stack right, was first. always up. Yeah, there was never, uh, there was no rising. It, 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 it was, it, 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 it jumped to the top, uh, uh, to a very high position. And yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a great, a great, a great ballad. Again, he was able to, yeah, he he knew what he was doing. Yeah, when he was uh, kind of working with this material. So yeah, yeah, A plus. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Mark? A very sneaky good song again. So yeah, it, sneaky. Yeah. That's what yeah. I would call it. A mm-hmm. sneaky like good one. He left it off. He didn't play it live. He's like, all right, I'm going to save this one for the record. And yeah, it's a sneaky it's, it's buried in there, so, buddy. You stick around for nice. it. It's, it's worth listening to. Sure. All right, let's cool. keep on moving. Our last two songs of the album here, uh, second to last, is Coffee and Cigarettes. There's coffee and cigarettes Mixtapes on all cassettes And a picture that you put in a letter You were the best The best that I ever had said that you would wait forever and now you're gone 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 you're gone now you're gone 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 you're gone and all I got left is coffee and Keep mm. your experiments on my vinyl. On your vinyl. I withdraw my point. Yeah, uh, that that one's done right. Um, I really would never have thought that these types of sounds that you know that uh, again that Soho House PBR and B sound. <laughs> could mix with those like Miami Vice, like gleamy, um, you know, uh, arpeggios just that, that ring out and that, uh, you know, very, um, it's not a Moog style synth, but kind of where like normally that kind of thing would just annoy me. It just sounds like, you know, like you left that in there accidentally and forgot to delete the track <laughs> in your project. Like just kind of like that. The files are missing from your hard drive, so it pulls up that demo sound that you didn't yeah. know you had. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit noodly, but I, I, I just love how it, it just is. This song is on two different layers. You got that, that PBR and B layer, and then you just have these glimmering synths above it and uh, maybe i should pay attention to the lyrics on this song and see if that's reflected musically uh lyrically in the music but um that's just a really cool musical construction yeah this i it's not often that i have a second stock is rising song but this is it uh it's not rising quite as high as summerland but this is one where i saw and and uh you know when i listened to the album the first time through you know when this came out i was like eh, eh, whatever but now when i'm listening to it 
I can't get enough of that chorus and those sounds. It's almost a drab majesty, clean sound going on there. Uh, with I the, the, don't know. <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think so. But with the, with the delay that's going on the chorus, I love that guitar yeah. sound. Yeah, I love the way it molds with the, uh, the verse or the whole groove that's going on. So, yeah, we'll see what I end up giving this. But I, I think it's rising in my, in my head. Okay, you just gave me an idea for maybe for my album pick, but uh, anyway, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think this. I don't know. It's this is one of those. It felt kind of like underproduced lounge music. Uh, kind of plods a little bit. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the last uh, David Gilmore record, which was very much kind of had that kind of loungy vibe to it. But at least that had some good production on it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just feels. Like they should have, there were there were some holes in this, and it, they should have filled it up with something just to kind of prop it up more. Uh, yeah, it's got that, yeah, that kind of early '80s kind of again, kind of yeah, synth pop vibe to it. But it's just it's it's a little too kind of clunky for my taste. Uh, so I guess you can see where kind of where I'm going with this. I don't think I want to <laughs> like elaborating anymore. Uh, yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> the girl in the yellow dress. That's kind of where you're going. David oh, Gilmore, Chris. I'm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking oh. about. Yeah, there were there, there mm-hmm. were there were actually a few. Yeah, what was it called? Uh, uh, yeah, what was that record called? R- Rattle that. Rattle that. Rattle that. Yeah. Lock, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there were. It wasn't just that song. I think there were a few on there that had kind of had that. Uh, yeah, kind of had that vibe to it. And even then, I didn't really like it with, with, with what he was doing. Even it being David Gilmore, I was never a fan of that. Uh, and here it just feels like even a step below what he was doing, which is, yeah. So it's like, I didn't like it to begin with. And now I really don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it even more. Yeah. So, yeah, Chris, I think I'm going to have to sort of steer towards you yeah. a little bit on this one. This one is interesting uh, because this is one that he played on tour and it was my least favorite song of the mm-hmm. set. <clears throat> and I will say, I mean, we're getting to the love it or flush it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the first up here, so I feel like I could speak on it. But I'm gonna let let, let me speak my piece about the song first. Sure. Uh, I'll say it's my least favorite song on the record. But here's the thing: I feel like I see where he was going with this. He executed it really well. It just, for me personally, doesn't really do it. But there was this band from the early '80s uh, called the Blue Nile. They were uh, a band from Scotland, and they were sort of. Uh, they had two big records, a "Walk Across the Rooftops" and "Hats," and their their genre was sort of. It was like art rock, and they also called it sophistapop, <laughs> which it's like that l- kind of loungy. It's basically it says here it's a subgenre of pop music. Uh, term has been applied to music that emerged during the mid '80s that incorporated elements of jazz, soul, and pop. Yeah. So if you listen to the Blue Nile and then you listen to this, it's like he was trying to write a Blue Nile track, and he did it really well. Like I, I, I I'll give him that, and I, I do like the bass yeah. on this. It's got that muted P bass kind of James Jamerson, like old funk Marvin Gaye kind of bass playing on this one. I don't know if uh, was it Sean Hurley if he played on this one, but yeah, it, it's executed really well. Just for me personally doesn't really do it right. and too much of that talking uh, it's like it's like that talking vocal throughout the whole song and it's like eh. so yeah i'm i'm gonna I'll, I'll jump into the love it or flush and it's gonna be my flush okay then sure you know before we continue on that 
<laughs> I had an Easter egg actually in this song. Oh, um, okay. At yeah. the very end, when it breaks up and there's a bit of radio or TV playing in the background, it's a baseball game, and something uh, caught my ear, and it was something like, uh, um, I think it's it's Bellhorn had his best swing of the night. And so I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a Cubs fan, and uh, I remember back in the day, like the kind of like the dark days, actually, has Mark Bellhorn, a third baseman for the Cubs, and I was like, like why would that be on the record? <laughs> and then I look, I look up, so I look up this this guy, and he's from Boston, and I was like, oh, okay, and that uh, must be like a Red Sox yeah. game, and I saw that, yeah, and Mark Bellhorn was traded from the Cubs to the Red Sox, and uh, he was a part of their championship run in in 2004. Uh, you know, very historic for the Red Sox at that time. So, um, you know, I guess that's 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 good old Mark Bellhorn appears on uh, <laughs> a 2018 um, indie pop record. We <laughs> never thought I would have there heard that go. name again, but here it is. I wasn't expecting <laughs> it. Thank you. That's funny. Uh, go ahead and continue. Yeah, <laughs> Martin, just knowing a little bit about him, he definitely reps his uh, love of mm. Boston sports pretty hard there. So, yeah. <laughs> it was far enough to, to <laughs> dig deep. Um, yeah. He dug deep. <laughs> he dug deep. <laughs> I am going to give this a, a, a warm squeeze. I'm going to give it a love. Okay. Yeah, that's it, it. It's the stack rose high enough to to save it. I'm gonna hold it on, okay. hold on to it for another year. See what the year year to year average is gonna be. Uh, okay, Chris, what do you uh, think? Yeah, flush it. Unfortunately, it's just yeah, it's got no. Again, not a lot of muscle there. And again, it's just more of a taste thing. I'm just not yeah. Like, yeah, Alex, like you said, I mean, as far as that one ba- other band you were talking about from Skyline, maybe he was writing just in that vein. It's just that style of uh, of, uh, of mm-hmm. lounge or whatever you want to call it, uh, or, yeah. ja- or jazzy yeah. lounge music. And, yeah, that's just not my wheelhouse. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. So in, in compared to the other songs on the record, which I do love, uh, this just didn't fit for me. So anyway. Sure. Yeah, yeah I would say, I mean, done done really well. Just compared to every other song on the record, it kind of stands out as like, all right, yeah, this is probably the worst song. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Mark, go ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, Alex, I think you described it pers- uh, perfectly when you talked about the um, uh, the reception of this song live, and um, <laughs> I guess I guess I feel like live this song would be a bathroom break, and uh, that I guess that just right. needs a flush. Oh, yeah, wow. that yeah. that that's. That's kind of how I felt. It's like the bathroom break song. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised I'm the only one giving it a love. I th- Mark, your, your arguments kind of convinced me on this song to give it a, a, a tepid love. But, <laughs> yeah, you were, you, you, were kinda, you were kind of holding strong for it. I'm kind of surprised you went more for the... Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's weak compared yeah. to the rest of the... Yeah. I know I flushed well, yeah. a couple, but you know, one of them was a joke, and the other one, you know, it's still... <laughs> it, it, it stands... Well, we'll get to the next song. Sure. All right, which would be back in the van. Don't need my name on the guest 
useless with talking. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> not counting that, but yeah. Go ahead, yeah, Huey Lewis, that you. There is some massive Huey Lewis vibes on here, and I don't think they're done that well. It's almost like they talk about a roadblock on an album. And again, ending the album with a weird song that doesn't, yeah, yeah, talk about album order, or maybe just removing a song in general. Yeah, you can probably see where I'm going with this one. Yeah, I thought it was too. I thought it was too unlike anything else, and not necessarily in a good way. I can see he was having fun with it. I mean, you've got the horns, you've got the those those early mid '80s like Huey Lewis synths, uh, uh, and but I just didn't like. It just left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, the vocal delivery was too kind of uh, a little. Yeah. Again, again, he had a he had a vibe on this record that even on the songs I didn't necessarily like, but he kind of kept that. But here it's kind of like, all right, it sounds like a different band almost. And yeah, I just didn't, it didn't vibe with me. So sure, sure. Um, this one, uh, man, it, it sounds like the horn section doesn't even want to be there. They sound, <laughs> they sound like they're in another room. That's just like, if you're going to do yeah. horns in a song, like Susudio, you get them in your face. Oh, there's that I, I don't. Again. I don't want this <laughs> burying some horns in the back like they're not there. I, I just it just sounds too much like a demo to me. It honestly does. It could have used more production. Could have used yeah, definitely a, a less of a talking verse. It could have used just something. I, I I can see if this could this could have worked with with a, a different chorus or you know even just some beef to it. I just it's it's too low key with weird elements how, how can you mm-hmm. have a low key section or low key song with horns and and a huge synth i, I don't know <laughs> i just yeah. i just don't feel like uh, it totally works here maybe okay. maybe he was getting too arrogant too. like he's got all these other great songs in here it's like i can do anything okay we're gonna do we're gonna honestly do, though yeah. even, even though i saved coffee that's very possible actually. <laughs> <laughs> even that's, that's probably true right? even yeah. though i saved coffee and cigarettes i feel like the album might have ended better if they had just ended on summerland yeah just putting how, how it out there have, how many times have we talked about a great closer and then those aren't closers but this is <laughs> Okay. You know, you know how I hate a bad closer. Too. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> right, I'm gonna yeah. review this song in four words: yeah. Truck Stop Cindy Lauper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. A little damn. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Is that all you got? <laughs> That's all, all right. Here, here's what I'm gonna say about this song. I, I, I see where you guys are coming from. I didn't really think about that before. Um. But that's true. I still love this song. Uh, it kind of shows off what he can do, and it's got this very kind of party, like soul R and B. Again, kind of going getting into that Michael Jackson kind of thing, which is cool. Uh, Interesting place to put it on the record. Uh, I'll sure. agree with you. That, that's a whole other statement. Putting it anywhere yeah, on the record. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's a good song, and it's a great live track. Like it gets people going. Yeah. I wonder if he was putting it at the very end of the record because he, you know, wanted to bounce back from a sort of a slow song like Coffee and Cigarettes and kind of say like, okay, the party's not over. I'll give you one more and then, you know, get ready for the party on the next record or something like that. So that's maybe the kind of the way I took it. But uh, Mark, I, I know in the band that we, we try to play in Toxin, we uh, we talk a lot about key changes and things like that. Couple, couple key changes in this yeah, one. Yeah. I was yeah. wondering if you were going to comment on the key change. This is one where he'll play this one live, and it's kind of funny because uh, you guys probably wouldn't expect this, but he pretty much plays in an open like D standard tuning, and he plays a lot of like one finger bar chords, 
and he's got a capo. So when he does the key change, he literally picks the capo off the guitar and moves it up like two frets and just plays the same thing. So it's kind of like an interesting way to do a key change and it works. But anyway, that's yeah, a I was, fun I was, fact. I was, I was gonna fun s- fact, but... Right, I was going to say, I could see this being great in a live setting, but maybe that's why it, it didn't... It, uh, it was. Because it's, it's yeah, definitely it got that upbeat kind of where you could see like it with all the extra instruments and just kind of the... Uh, uh, the party vibe, but uh, okay, but yeah, I just could hear- see it closing live. I could see just like everyone yeah. on the stage, you know, yeah. have fun with see, it. See, see, I, 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 I'm yeah. sorry, I'm gonna have to disagree. I, I just don't, I don't feel the party vibe. It feels plodding really? to it's me. It's limp. Yeah, it, I mean, it, fe- it feels like yeah, I, it feels like it's yeah. it's got crutches. I, I, I mean, I, I this should, is uh, say what you want about the studio. You can say it's a joke, but that bump, ba da dum. You know, that gets you moving. This is back in the van. Yeah. Yeah. Like it said, like, you want predatory. Yeah. Yeah. That title is pretty awful, too. I should have thrown that in there, too. But I wanted to say, as far as. Come on. You know what the song is about. It's about him getting back on the road and touring. Yeah. I wanted to say that was a very, as far as the party vibe, that was a very kind of. Very mild party, but I'm just saying it's got it's, maybe it's because of the horns and the Huey Lewis fly. But I don't. I want to say I agree. Very... Compared to songs like Susudio, yeah, you can't compare. Yeah, there. Yeah, this is just. Yeah, yeah. Somebody. Yeah, who doesn't have the again whose ego has run run amok? Okay, we'll just say it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I will say, Chris, you may maybe make me like. I don't know if this was your plan, but I think it worked against you. You may may have made me like the song a little bit more with your Huey and the Huey Lewis on the news reference because I hear it and as Kevin knows, we're huge Huey fans. Uh, Okay, we are. I I don't feel it. Yeah, I just felt it wasn't. It was. It was. It was not utilized. Uh, the horns well don't want to be there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like in the other room. It's like the, the producer where, forgot yeah. to mic them up. Right. All right. Okay. Well. Then, all right. Well, then blame it on the production. But like, <laughs> songwriting wise, I don't, don't want to start a thing I'll, here. I'll, 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 no, I like this. So I'll listen to it again after this, and uh, maybe I'll, I'll think about it a little bit. Okay. All right. Why don't you uh, lead us on the love it or flush it? Yeah, I, I'll give it a love. I think it's a cool Ooh. song. It's a party song that was good live, and I wouldn't get rid of it. I mean, I don't know. I think it's cool. I, I, I will agree with you guys that the placement of it is a little weird. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and think why he might have put it last. Like like Mark says, you know, it's the end of the it's the end of the set. Everybody's up on the stage, kind of like a fun sign off. So maybe that's what he was trying to do. I think of it that way. So yeah, I'll give it a love. I, I like it. So here we go, Kev. What do you think? Yeah. Martin's coming for you guys. He's going to listen to this. He's coming. <laughs> you know what? I love a lot of his other songs. This one you said maybe think about. Yeah. Hey, maybe he should have thought about putting this at the end. <laughs> Plotting death of, a, of an album. Come on. So much great atmosphere. And they, they put in this, this ditzy horn section. Like it sounds like it's that ESX 20, that, that sampled horns from 2002 on your, your Korg wave Three station. Samples. Yeah, I'd have to check the album credits. Maybe he couldn't hire a full uh, 
a full band, so we well, had to resort to the synth. Well, when you can't do that, you leave it out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let, let me get my second launch key. Yeah. Because yeah, we're yeah we're get launch. Yeah, we're gonna launch. Uh, yeah, our second. Uh, yeah, ballistic, Give me the uh, word, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I gotta I'm say, turning the key. I, All right. Hit the button. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Because you guys are my generals, and I am the president. And you put your key in the slots and the president gets to push the button. Give it the oh, T. Alright, all right, yes! there we go, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're a little, a little premature there, but okay, at least we all, okay, at least there's, there's no felony was committed, yeah. yeah. Kev, 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 if anything, I'm backing you up right here. I got the vinyl, and the cool thing that he, do, he did, which is sort of an old school vibe, is he literally put the credits for every single song on the record. Like I'm that. looking at Back in the Van, and I'm looking for horns. None there. <laughs> There's no horns, folks. That that is a that is a that is a keyboard horn sound right there. Yeah. 2018. Okay. Oh, God. Come on. Don't I mean, you know on. somebody? You can, you can go on. You can go on. Craig's yeah, maybe, 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 didn't, have, you find maybe didn't have the budget. I don't you got some college kids for free. <laughs> yeah, he ran, he, ran, he ran out of money. What was that movie? Uh, what a Manhunter? I think Mark, you were talking about that. Oh, where yeah. Michael, oh Mike, Mike, yes. Yeah, Michael Mann. Didn't you say that? He ran out of money yeah. towards the end of it, and that's why they had to kind of pull they back ran out on of money the and for the ending scenes. So they had to, uh, okay. maybe he did that here. Movie, no, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not quite up to the rest of his standards, um, right? In later but, in the uh, 90s, but yeah, that, that and a great out. song by Red Seven on that, yeah. That, yeah. Oh, that's, that's the, good stuff. Dropping <laughs> yeah. a deep cut, deep cut, the Genesis <laughs> family tree. Oh, yes, it runs deep. deep. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, we can't let that go on. <laughs> Back to 2018. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. I'm getting a little bit wait, more of that in a, in a little bit. Wait, wait who was that? Red uh, 7. Red 7. Okay. Well, they, are they like a uh, just kind of a follower is of it, what uh, 80s? Uh, that sure uh, sounded a whole lot like Peter Gabriel to me. No, uh, yeah, they, uh, Mike Rutherford uh, vocal. produced uh, Oh, okay. Trio. Nice. So it's got to be good. <laughs> yeah. So Check that it out. closes anyway. out the album. Um, you know, for me, just kind of interesting, I did give this a 6.5 and I did flush a lot of it, but I will say that, um, you know, I kind of just passively flushed the ones that weren't so good and the high points of this record are very high. So it's kind of a weird album. It's not up and down because the downs aren't that low, but the ups are, are pretty high. So uh, I don't know if I should bump it up to a 7 or not, but um, yeah, I probably will. I'll go to a 7. Maybe you could even give me a 7.5 because the highs are just glorious. Nice. I like that. So anyone else have a change? Actually, yeah, I'm going to bump mine up, too. I think I gave it a 7.5. I'm going to give this an 8. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Here, Chris? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stay the same. Um, I, I think he's fantastic. You know, he's. this is one of my favorite. Uh, see, that's the thing. I'm not great with, I don't know if I'm jaded or I'm, I'm constantly going back and listening to old stuff that I missed on, but this is honestly one of... Uh, one of the modern artists that really caught my ear and you know i i did know about his older bands 
uh, or his older band. So, I mean, he's not totally new to me, but I'm very excited about this. I urge everybody to check up on the new stuff he's putting out. He put out two new singles. And one thing that we didn't cover on this, and we don't really have to go into any depth, but he did release a standalone single called Kids in Love. Okay, can I talk about that for a second? I wish that song was on this record because that, like, I, I thought about it. Like, when he put that song out, I'm like, this is one of the, like, this is arguably better than some of the other singles on the record. And then I saw it wasn't on the track listing, and, like, Coffee and Cigarettes and Summerland were there instead. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, why, it, why is Kids in Love not on this record? It, it, but, it, is, know, my, cool. it is my favorite song they've done. And I think this album could have been improved so much better had they ditched one of those other songs and put like Kids in Love. Like that last one. Like, like <laughs> that yeah, exactly. insane. He plays it live. He does a really cool thing, uh, you know, for the nerds. He does a really cool thing where he'll do like an extended jam and he'll he'll squeeze in a bit of a cover. And he and so he'll play Kids in Love and then he does a little jam and he plays a little bit of No More I Love Yous by Annie Lennox, which is amazing. Wow, like a, okay. a song I actually grew up on. And then he goes back into Kids in Love and... I think it was fantastic. And one thing I forgot to mention about Once in a Lifetime, I don't know if you guys are big Talking Heads fans, but one of their biggest songs is yeah, called Once in, One of their it's biggest great. songs is called Once in a Lifetime. Yeah, it's great. And, yeah. and and guess where I'm getting at? He would play his version of Once in a Lifetime, do a little jam in the middle, play the Talking Heads version, and then oh, come funny. back to his. Oh, that's funny. And it fit and it worked. And I'm like, dude, this guy, yeah, that, clever okay. guy. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that title. I didn't know if it was like a weird cover or something but uh no he did a he did a great uh yeah his own ver- uh own song with that title and it almost as good yeah sure yeah. all right so chris you still the same um i think i might bump it a point or half half a point uh 7.5 uh you you have the song die a little when i first heard it i was kind of on the fence but after kind of listening to it a few times and you guys kind of talking about how much you loved it i kind of yeah i kind of brought it up to your level uh, as far as yeah, a particular love. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it a 7.5. Sure. And so let's come to an agreement. Uh, 30 seconds that represent this album and open this show. I, uh, is it Die a Little? Is it Photograph? Uh, the outfield seemed to be the uh, popular buys. Anyone want to throw anything out there? I, I do. Um, and it was because uh, I was at one time I actually did mark down what uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, my, my 30 seconds. It was pretty much that uh, that one part of Photograph that Kevin played the last where you've got the clean guitar and then it goes into like the last yeah kind of epic uh uh kind of chorus pattern i mean it's uh, i just love that i think as far as representing what is the unique his unique take on the genre and just the filling melodic structure i just love it uh that was Uh, that was that was at 250 259 if you could get if you can cue that up i had it marked here no Yeah, I just I mean, love that. I'm on board for that selection. Yeah. I like it. What was that song that everyone was bopping to? Uh, I was it Summerland? There's a lot of bopping on this record. That, that yeah, was yeah. Die a Little. I think that was around 2.35, I want to say. Let's take a listen. Sure. I'll cue it up. 
ecstasy filled as that is i don't know if that represents the album yeah i, 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 I that that's my favorite song on the record but honestly i'm gonna pick the obvious choice here and i'll explain why i'm gonna pick the opening of the outfield and the reason why is that was my introduction to the band was just that opening line it was just infectious and I feel like I'm thinking about this in like practical terms. Like this is gonna be the first 30 seconds that starts the episode. So somebody's gonna come off the street and listen to this, and we're like, all right, what what are you gonna give them that's gonna hook them into wanting to listen to this record? And that's what did it for me, and that's what sold the world on this guy. So that's what I'm gonna go with. Or you could do the chorus. Or you could do the chorus. I know you try so hard to be so hard to get But I can hear the way you talk under your breath I won't love her, I won't love her, I can't tell you know, I don't know. I I'd probably buy the chorus on that. I would say the chorus because it's a little slow, but I mean, think about that 30-second blip where you... <laughs> Click on the podcast, and I think the course would do it. The only one that gives me Sometimes I feel like I'm just talking to myself Far away You got me standing in the outfield Far away Sometimes it's almost like you're not I want to say, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I do love that. I mean, I don't think any, you can't deny that that's not a great, uh, my only issue is that it sounds too much like his influences. I mean, like I said, whenever I hear that, I think of M83, I think of the outfield, <laughs> uh, with photograph that sounds like he's taking his influences and making it his own. And that's what I loved about that song is that, okay, bringing in all these elements, but it doesn't, I can't really draw a line to anybody else with that song. That's why I love hmm. that end part. Yeah, but, I have to agree with you, Chris, there. Yeah. That it feels like his, not his overall, but, I mean, it is his masterpiece yeah. for his one album that he's put out, I would say. Right. Uh, okay. And that's why, like like I said, yeah, Alex, I, I, that's, I mean, Outfield is a great song. I just, I'm just going, yeah, just from a, yeah, just looking at it objectively. Um, uh, yeah, that song has too many, there's too many influences on there. I mean, it's very well written. I mean, again, I it's probably one of my three favorite songs, Outfield. Photograph and Once in a Lifetime are probably the three songs I listened to the most and keep, kept coming back to. Um, but I just think Photograph represents him more as an individual, uh, kind of taking okay. again, yeah, again taking his influences, and again, like I said before, making him, yeah, yeah, kind of putting his own spin on it. And it's where, because oh. yeah, 
So if you, if, whatever you guys, I mean, that's just my opinion, but I, I would say uh, that the prosecutor came across with a pretty good counter argument there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, yeah. I think that's fair. It does sort of maybe blend because I mean, you listen to the outfield and it's and it stands out as it is. It stands out. And then you listen to the rest of the record, and it's like, okay, it doesn't quite fit the exact poppy, simple vibe as that one right. does. Yeah. So I, I guess I see what you're saying. Like, if you're trying to think of something that's going to sort of represent the whole record, I could see Photograph doing that in a way. It kind of gets that sort of atmospheric, big chorus, yeah. uh, guitar chords, and, it, you know, it kind of... I don't know. It represents like that. Do you think about us and the coffee and cigarettes and the die a little, little bit? Mm-hmm. So yeah. sure. All right. What about you? Wow. What about, what about well, you, Kev? Well reasoned argument by Chris there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, honestly, I, I, if I had two buys on this, we we don't do the uh, the extra buy on on these special ones. But if I had two buys, it would have been the photograph in that particular section that you love. So I am definitely would be on board with that. Nice. Right. Okay. Cool. I'm in agreement. All right. Nice. There we go. I found it. Cool. All right. Let, let, let me. I was gonna wrap up real quick with a quick quote that I just read that I forgot about, and, and I, it made me laugh a little bit just thinking about it. But I told you guys that I got into this guy because John Mayer posted about him, and and here, let me just read this little blip from the Wikipedia because it's kind of funny. It's uh, it says it was only two weeks following their release of the outfield that the single was recognized by Grammy Award winning singer songwriter John Mayer via Spotify. Mayer took a liking to the song, exclaiming, I heard this song. Then I listened to it again to make sure I heard what I thought I had. Then I asked him to open up for half the upcoming summer shows. This is the stuff we listen to new music for. I just, I think that's like a great quote. Just kind of Yeah, that is nice, yeah. yeah. So. I love it. I mean, I hope that this, that, that also represents uh, this podcast and these bonus episodes in particular. Uh, this is what we listen to new music for, and that's what we're looking to bring you. Um, not just the old stuff. You know, we're obviously going to be diving into that next episode with a uh, a new artist that I think will uh, be well appreciated by the four of us, and will also have their ups and downs. But until then, I hope you enjoyed uh, the night game. Thanks to Kevin for bringing this out. Uh, next, Alex will surprise us with some new musical masterpiece that we will uh, dissect. But until then, uh, have a good one. See you around.